And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT the Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT the Brick. JT with you on a busy day on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, and on the Raiders mobile app, brought to you by PT's. And what a month they have coming up here in May. Enjoy the best happy hour in town with 50% off drinks, 5 to 7 and 12 to 2 a.m. every day. Uh, PT's Taverns are now at 80% occupancy and welcoming groups up to 12. They have the best VGK viewing outside of the arena with food and drink specials from $3. Toast your Las Vegas passion with the Golden Knights with your very own VGK and PT's tavern collector's cup i have all four and pt's taverns is celebrating cinco de mayo for an entire week with four dollar patron silver shots and five dollar patron silver margaritas that's from may 1st through 7th talk about a group that knows how to celebrate cinco de mayo happy cinco de mayo everybody hope everybody's having fun today vegas is a big cinco de mayo town we usually have a big fight that's in town this weekend. Canelo is not fighting here. He's fighting in Dallas. And Las Vegas has lost out on millions upon millions of dollars. So I want to get that into the monologue. We got to stop what's going on here and get some fights back here again and stop losing fights to Miami and Texas and Dallas, okay? Everybody know what that does to this town when it comes to hotel rooms and gambling and whales and private jets? I think you know. Got to get some fights going again. We're at 80%. Let's get to 100. Let's get T-Mobile going again. Let's get Allegiant Stadium ready for boxing. These events are massive, and they're important to the Vegas community and especially all the money out there. I digress. Wanted to get that in as we open up the show. So excited to see that the Raiders went out, and I definitely want to get your reaction to the signing of Casey Hayward, 31 years old, a two-time pro bowler who played his last three seasons in San Diego under Gus Bradley, who's the new D coordinator of the Raiders. I love the move. I don't know how you could not love the move. He's lined up in the slot for over 1,630 times of his 6,850 career snaps. He had a little dip last year with the Chargers, but he's consistently graded out. Vinny Bonsignor wrote about this. It was a deep dive. He has 23 career interceptions and 100 pass breakups in his career. And he was considered one of the better cornerbacks in the league for quite some time. So what does this mean for the Raiders? There was a big concern at the cornerback position, the safety position. They drafted two safeties, and now they bring in a starting corner in KC Hayward, a two-time Pro Bowler. I've seen him play live. I've been on the sidelines to watch him play in Oakland. He's a hell of a player. He's unbelievable at breaking and jumping routes, and he's a ball hawk at times. I like him a lot. He's better than anybody that the Raiders have at the cornerback position. So I think today should be a celebration from Raider fans on another position that has been checked off. As I tweeted out earlier today, the signing of Gus Bradley, along with Yannick Ngakwe, and now Casey Hayward, makes the Raiders' defense, I think, significantly better. Now, is it a top 15 defense? No, I didn't say that. 
But can they get this into a top 20 defense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at how many new players they brought in on the defensive side. If you add up the offseason and free agency, especially on the defensive line, add into that what they did in the draft on the defensive line with Kuntz, what they did with Diablo, what they've done on the back end with Morag at safety, and then you bring in Casey Hayward. I would hope that there'd be some positive Raider fans that would call into this show today at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, from all over the country, and really give Mike Mayock credit, and John Gruden if you want to, for all the activity that they've had here. Because the other noise is very loud against the Raiders. And on the flagship station, there should be some positivity, especially on Cinco de Mayo, if you're going to have a bucket of Modelo's like I am after the show later tonight, after I finish my second show tonight. So I'm pretty happy about this. I think that this is a big move for them. Now the question becomes what happens to Damon Arnett, who struggled as a rookie, concussion, wrist fracture, 19th overall pick last year. And I think that he's the guy who can kind of move more into the slot and come in there if one of the other corners get banged up. So the way I have it right now is the way you should have it right now. Casey Hayward and Trayvon Mullen are your starters. And you have several multiple options on slot corner. And the lead would be Damon Arnett. The pass rush is going to be better. So that should also help out the corners who won't have to cover as long. This is a big deal. Hayward is the second veteran quarterback that the Raiders have added this offseason, joining Rasul Douglas. They also drafted Nate Hobbs in the fifth round last weekend. And Amik Robertson is also going to be in the mix in the slot as he has to get going again. So Raider fans, 702-365-9200, this is a big deal that the Raiders found a way, found a way to go out and get a cornerback now at this time after the draft who knows Gus Bradley's system. Now, the Chargers are going to spin it the other way that he's 31 and he might have lost a half a step. But they shouldn't because he wore the C on his jersey. He was a captain. And he was a very good player for the Chargers. But you experience that here with the Raiders all the time. The Raiders let go of a player. It could be Gabe Jackson, Rodney Hudson. And there will be some fans that say, well, you know, Rodney was getting older. Okay, he was. He's a hell of a player. Gabe cost too much money. Good player. He did cost a lot of money. Well, Casey Hayward here now comes in because he fills the need, and it's because of Gus Bradley. So, everybody, let's look back at what the Raiders have done here since the draft. Tom Cable wanted Alex Leatherwood, we would assume, and they got him at the 17th pick to be a road-grading right tackle. Gus Bradley wanted to go get Casey Hayward, and they got him, a two-time pro bowler. And the guy I told you they were going to bring in, Yannick Ngakwe, I think is going to be a monster. So the defense, I think, is looking better. Much better? Well, it depends. You know, I take all the calls after the game on the post game, and a lot of fans called me and really had a problem with the defense last year and ripped the defense all the time. I think everybody who was so negative on this defense last year should be a bit more positive this time around in regards to what they were able to pull off. So I'm excited about this because they got a better player than the players they already have. If you told me week one and no one got injured in preseason, no one gets injured in preseason, which is the goal. If you tell me that the Raiders are opening up week one with Rasul Douglas at one corner and Casey Hayward on the other, 
or Casey Award and Trayvon Mullen, and Douglas is the backup to Mullen, and then you have Amik Robertson, and you have, I think, a good player in Arnett in the slot, you, you got to feel pretty good about it. Because let's not forget, Arnett's a first-round pick. Casey Hayward's a multiple pro bowler. Trayvon Mullen won the national championship game and was the most impactful player in that game. So if you look at the players and the core and what the Raiders have thought of doing, it, it, it's pretty cool. They got a first-round corner who didn't give up touchdowns for Ohio State. They got a national champion in Trayvon Mullen the year before. They went out and got Casey Hayward. And then they've lined up a bunch of backup corners and drafted a new corner because they understand how significant this is. So, again, the number is 702-365-9200. Wherever you are, you call in on Casey Hayward. You welcome him. This was Casey Hayward yesterday in the facility in Henderson when he signed his contract. Raider Nation, man, I'm happy to be here. Uh, Casey Hayward, man, I can't can't wait to uh, play in front of you guys. Uh, help you guys win, and, you know, number one goal is Super Bowl. So uh, that's what I'm here for. Hope I can come in and help you guys achieve that. Let's go, Raiders. I like to pick. I like the signing a lot. I obviously like the signing because I've been screaming here from my roof in Summerlin that the Raiders have to get better on defense, and I think they did. They were very, very, very active this offseason on the defensive side of the ball to the point where they got players in need positions that I wanted them to have. The only criticism I have of the Raiders in the offseason is they didn't get the linebacker I wanted in Micah Parsons, who ended up going to the Dallas Cowboys. And I think the Raiders should have traded up. If the Raiders would have been able to trade up instead of taking Leatherwood, who I think is going to be a fine player, they could have got Micah Parsons, and it looks a little bit different here on the defensive side with Ngakwe, Parsons, Casey Hayward. You know, and maybe you miss out on a pick. You don't get Morig because you went up and got Micah Parsons. But that, that's one of the things I've been thinking about here. But the fact that the Raiders are being this active proves that the Raiders are going to have a war every day in practice to see who's going to make this team. There just are not enough spots available. They're just not enough on the defensive side. So for a team that didn't have enough starters because of COVID and restrictions and protocol, now you have so many guys on this team you're actually trying to figure out who's going to play. So that's what I wanted to start 10 minutes ago. We're 10 minutes late. Let's get going with Casey Hayward. Let me get your opinion on him, if you know him, from watching him against the, you know, the Chargers, where he made some big plays against the Raiders. Where do you see Hayward fitting in? What do you think is the upside for Casey Hayward, 702-365-9200, as we begin the show today? I think it's a really big day. You know, I've always been a fan of Richard Sherman with his presence in the locker room. But I have no issue with Hayward. He has solid pedigree, respected, solid background with Bradley. Now, if you look at this team right now with Bradley last year, they didn't have him. He was with the Chargers. I personally feel the Raiders would have won three more games with Bradley last year. I think his scheme, his voice with the additions that the Raiders made it's going to shock a lot of people. It really is. It's going to shock a lot of people. And a lot of people now got to get locked into this and see if you're buying in. That's really the only type of show I'm doing today. We got a bunch of guests coming on. I got a legendary 83-year-old original Raider coming up a little bit later on. Steph McKenzie's going to join us. Nick Ferguson. 
who is in Denver on the radio, the former safety of the Broncos, which will lead me to my next topic, which is Aaron Rodgers. So I talked about it on my national show last night. I talked about it a little bit with you. We only had an hour yesterday. About where is the fit for Aaron Rodgers. I think the fit with Aaron Rodgers clearly is going to be with Denver. I said right now, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would believe if, De- if Aaron Rodgers makes enough noise this offseason and really plays hardball with Green Bay, that Denver's going to trade for him. Denver's going to give up three first-round picks plus Drew Locke, maybe Patrick Sertan, and he's going to go to Denver. And if he does, that's going to bring on a world of problems for the Raiders, period. No way to spin it. You know it. I just said it. You'll have to deal with Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in the division. And I thought Justin Herbert was arguably the best quarterback I saw last year with my own eyes in Allegiant Stadium, including Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a GOAT, but at 43. And I saw Tua and Fitzpatrick and Carr and Mariota and Josh Allen and Phillip Rivers. I could go Drew Locke. I can go down the whole list of players that I got a chance to see live when no one was in the building other than a small bit of media. And I thought Justin Herbert in the game that I was at was maybe the most impressive out of all of them because of his footwork, his arm strength, and just his overall stature in the pocket. I thought he was great. So that's what we're dealing with now. We're dealing with the potential of Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Now, fortunately, the Raiders have Derek Carr, who's a very good quarterback. I think Derek Carr is better than Justin Herbert because he's in the prime of his career. I think Herbert might take a slight step back as more films on him in year two. But Derek is not better than Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. But Derek beat Patrick Mahomes last year in Kansas City. And I think that Derek can compete in the same space as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is better, but Derek can compete in that space. So that's where we're at. Uh, One of my insider guys that I referred to all the time uh, in Green Bay was talking to me today. I know a couple of beat writers and radio hosts out there. And one radio host, I'll hold back his name because he's working on one more source, thinks that Carr would be an unbelievable addition to Green Bay. Literally told me, if Aaron Rodgers wants to be a blank, I won't use the language, wants to be a blank, we would gladly take Derek Carr with this Super Bowl roster, and we believe Derek Carr could win a Super Bowl in Green Bay. So do I. The roster for Green Bay is better than the Raiders. No debate. If Derek Carr ended up going to Green Bay, he'd have a better chance to win the Super Bowl, at least get to the playoffs, than he would with the Raiders today. That doesn't mean that if Derek stays for two or three more years or four and signs an extension that he won't have Super Bowl aspirations and can't get there. I believe he will. So it makes it a little bit more complicated. I'm calling it the Summer Blockade. That's the name of the movie, Summer Blockade. As a Raider fan, you have to make a really, really difficult decision coming up here. Do you believe that it's important to block Rodgers to go to Denver? Block the move. Block the move and make sure it doesn't happen. But unfortunately, the only way the Raiders can block the move is if the Raiders trade for Aaron Rodgers. You haven't heard it framed anywhere better than what I just told you. No one. No one from Stephen A. To anybody you're listening to on the radio, framed it better than I just framed it. I will do it again for you so you can take all the credit when you're at the bar at PD's and tell everybody it was your idea. 
the only thing the Raiders have to consider now is blocking Aaron Rodgers to Denver. Because we can add all these guys you want, all these players you want. If Rodgers goes to Denver, that is DEFCON 5 alert. That is spaceships coming down, the world scared, cats and dogs on the street. What the hell just happened? Okay, that, that's reality. I've been doing this 25 years. That's reality. I was doing it for Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning came to Denver. And a lot of people were like, oh, no big deal. Peyton's hurt. He had neck surgery. He's, he's, he's done. He can't even move anymore. Oh, really? How'd that work out? <laughs> How'd that work out with Peyton Manning in Denver? And Aaron Rodgers is arguably as good as him. So that's where we're at. I believe Carr will stay and remain the quarterback of the Silver and Black. I believe the defense is much improved, so the defense is going to be better. That's going to help Derek win more games because the defense is going to turn over the football and do some good things, and I think Derek's going to have a shorter field to work on from time to time, and I think that Derek's going to be in a really good place to even get better with his career. Look at how good Aaron Rodgers is getting at 37, winning the MVP. Look at the play that we've seen of Tom Brady at 43. So if you just look at it rationally, Derek should be getting better. He cannot remain the same. I thought he got a little bit better last year. Did you? I thought he did. thought he made really good decisions. He got Waller the ball. Did a great job with Waller. And the Raiders were a borderline playoff team that should have made it. But can Derek, with this upgraded defense, go through Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and make the playoffs? Most people would say no. Most rational people would say, hell no. There's no way that this Raider team's going to get through They're going to get through Rodgers and Mahomes. Mahomes we can deal with. I think Kansas City's starting to tail off lightly. Denver's got a great defense, great secondary, much better than the Raiders. You add Aaron Rodgers with Jerry Judy, Noah Font, the rest of that team, they're going to be much better. And I think Aaron Rodgers actually wants to go to Denver. I think he wants to go to Denver because he watched what happened with Peyton Manning and he saw how it worked and how productive Peyton Manning was there at the end of his career. Remember, one of the big discussions with Peyton Manning is he'll never be Tom Brady, but Peyton Manning passed a lot of quarterbacks in Denver because he put himself in a great situation. If you remember back then, Peyton Manning's only real other option was Tennessee and the Titans because he went to Knoxville and played at the University of Tennessee. A lot of people thought that Peyton Manning could end up with the Titans. He went to Denver and Denver went to two Super Bowls and won one. And another one, another individual I talked to yesterday said that with Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas, if he did come to Vegas, you would be guaranteed multiple trips to the playoffs. Guaranteed. Not maybe. Not maybe. You'd be guaranteed trips to the playoffs. I don't know if I'd go there. I think you could get to the playoffs with Derek Carr and win 10 games with Gus Bradley's improved defense. But... One of the things that I'm predicting here, if the Raiders are going to win 10 games, one of the reasons is Denver's not going to have Aaron Rodgers, and the Raiders are going to beat Denver twice, not once, twice. They're going to beat the Chargers at least once. That's three wins. And if they split with Kansas City, then they get four. If they get swept by Kansas City, then you look at the Raiders going three and three in the tough AFC West, and they could embark on the rest of the schedule and find seven more wins. So it is a little bit complex. So those are the topics that I'm throwing out as we open up the show. Love to hear from you. 702-365-9200. All Raider fans listening to the show. Two big topics today. The big one is Casey Hayward. 
when you got the news yesterday, how'd you feel about it? What was your first impression when you got the news that said to you, man, I love this. This is better than I thought, according to all the moves that the Raiders made in the drafts and the offseason. And do you believe that this is enough? Are you good now with the Raiders stopping on defense and looking at all the players that they have at this point in time and then finding a way to put this team together, have them match, have them have chemistry, because the offense is absolutely loaded. And with a loaded offense, you could do a really good job with this vastly improved defense. 702-365-9200. And we'll get into all of that as today. Also, Remy Martin is teaming up for excellence, celebrating Cinco de Mayo with Cointreau at both El Dorado Cantina's locations. El Dorado Cantina locations, Cinco de Mayo, margarita specials, all day long. So, man, what a day today. Cinco de Drinco. Cinco de Mayo for those who are able to participate and have a great day. And, you know, I lived in San Diego for eight years. I lived in L.A. for ten. I lived in the Bay Area for two. And I've lived in Las Vegas a real long time. I think Vegas is perfect for Cinco de Mayo. All the restaurants, the casinos, the bars, the pools have great locations today. The weather is exceptional today. And all I need is a couple of Raider fans to react to my 22-minute monologue. Let's see what we can do. When we come back, once a Raider, always a Raider, as we begin the show on what I think is a really important day today. Casey Hayward is signed, and the Raiders now have experience at the cornerback position. Hallelujah. Experience at the corner position. Guys who can stay with their man, catch the ball, tackle, intercept, do things that they weren't able to do last year. That, to me, makes for an exciting offseason on Raider Nation Radio. For sure. Um, like I said before, coming from TCU, I was a quarterback at the defense. So I feel like, you know, I'm really confident um, coming in and taking that leadership role, um, commanding the defense, um, taking the reins and, and just leading. Uh, I'm super comfortable with that, um, confident with it, and I'm just excited to get started. Trayvon Morick joining us. Uh, hopefully here in a couple of days, we'll get him on the radio working with the Raiders to get a couple of really good guests coming up here. As we get rolling, coming off the draft and the signing of Casey Hayward, which is fantastic, fantastic to me, as the Raiders made an upgrade. They made an upgrade, and I am very excited about that. So let's get going, 702-365-9200. Carmen Cavalli, an original Raider from 1960, will join us in a few moments. Let's show a lot of respect for him. He's 83 years old. He's about to be 84, and he's one of the original Raiders who are left, and I'm thrilled about that. Raider 562 in Long Beach, start us off. Hello. Hey, how's it going, JT? Doing well, thanks. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm, in, I'm excited about the direction that we're going. You know, I, I like to pick up Casey Hayward. Um, you know, it's just, Man, you know, it's a lot of overreacting and, you know, on, on things that are going on. But I like the general direction we're going as far as the defense, uh, Leatherwood, all of them. I, I like the picks. Um, you know, it's uh, 
it's a, it's it's a positive thing in the in the direction that we're going. And with all the talent and everything that's there, I think it's going to make for a good platform for everybody to compete. Because we have to remember, it's it's chess, not it's it's chess, not checkers. And you know, steel sharpens steel, and they got to be able to get out there and and show what they can do. Um, as far as uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, I think the mind. I think we we definitely should roll with Carr. You know, um, because it doesn't matter who's on the other side of that table. At the end of the day, you got to get out there and compete. You got to get out there and do your job. And you know, I mean that I don't. I don't think you have to have that mindset of oh, somebody's on the other side of the table. We should do something different. You have to go in there and kick their butt, and that's just how it should be. Um, so I think that we're going in the right direction, and I think everybody should get on board with every everything that's going on. And we gonna we on our way to the playoffs. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. Pretty excited about everything that's gone down. Appreciate your phone call. 702-365-9200. If you're excited about this move, all I'm excited about in the secondary is they're better players. And I think there's a better coaching scheme. I think that Gus Bradley's scheme is going to fit this unit and these players much better. And especially someone like Hayward, who knows Gus Bradley's system better than everybody. It's the perfect fit. For Gus Bradley, everyone was talking about Melvin Ingram. I didn't expect Casey Hayward to come in the door, and they're able to get him. That is a solid upgrade. He's better than anyone the Raiders have, anyone they have in the secondary right now. So that means he's penciled in as a starter, put it in pen. That's why he was brought in. He's got to play great. Joe in Los Angeles, how do you see it, Joe? What's happening? Hey, JT, thanks for taking my call. So I I do want to touch on the two topics that you brought up. Uh, the one thing with, uh, you know, potentially trading for Rodgers, yeah. you know, it it, it, it kind of hurts a little bit because I think Derek Carr has been a lot, has meant a lot to the Raiders, but has been through a lot with the Raiders, you know, the ups and downs and the criticism. And this guy throughout the whole thing has been a solid leader, you know, didn't, didn't hear all the noise and has always been pro Raider. He loves being a Raider. I hate to see him potentially go but the one thing we all have to remember that this is a sports business it's not sports friends it's not you know let's keep him in there because you know it's a sentimental uh Mm -hmm. pick to keep Derek there and the second thing was I really thought Richard Sherman would have been a good uh upgraded cornerback because of how smart he is I think he would make a great mentor for Nate Hobbs having said that I know Hayward's uh a solid pickup Mm -hmm. But personally, I would have liked Richard Sherman. I just want to get your thoughts on those Yeah, I like Richard Sherman. I like Richard Sherman a lot. I spoke to Rod Woodson about Richard all weekend and his ability and what would his ability be to play safety. I like Richard Sherman if he was more of a safety hybrid where you could move him over to safety more so than cornerback. But I'd have no problem with Richard Sherman coming in on a one-year deal, very cheap one-year deal to play corner on the other side of Casey Hayward. But that means Trayvon Mullen wouldn't play. You'd have to move him around in the slot. So you got to make a big decision with the growth of the young players. The growth of the young players. If the young players don't get any reps and they're getting benched because the Raiders are bringing in veterans, that's going to be a really big deal. And I'm okay with it. I just want to see the best team out there. As I told you, 
Get on the bus with Gus. I trust Gus. I believe that Gus is going to put the best players in the right position to win, and he just brought in one of his guys yesterday who's going to be a tremendous impact player. All right? All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. I'm just looking for opinions. When I give an opinion, you give another one. <laughs> it's, it's sports talk in 2021. I don't have whistles. I don't have a fake drum kit. I'm not doing comedy. I'm not juggling. I'm just trying to get people to talk sports about significant issues that happen. And this is a really significant issue that has happened with the Raiders that should get instant Raider reaction on their flagship station. Instant Raider reaction, something I didn't expect. 702-365-9200. Here's Jerome in Vegas. Hello, Jerome. Hey, how's it guys? Thanks for taking my call here. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I've been a Raider fan 50-plus years. Mm-hmm. Okay? I've, I've watched pretty much every game, every play. Now, Derek Carr is probably the best quarterback we've had in the 21st century. But that didn't change too much. <laughs> he ain't the answer to the Super Bowl. We can't let Denver get another quarterback like that get Pete Manning, or we're going to be up shit creek brow path. You've got to be an idiot and curse. Come on, man. Get, get through your phone call. It's not that difficult to do. I'll clean that up. Uh, the, the issue becomes Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a Super Bowl quarterback when he's on a very good team. He's not on a great team. He's not on a Super Bowl contending team. If Derek Carr went to Green Bay, Derek Carr would be on a Super Bowl contender. The Packers are better than the Raiders now. And we've seen that with their offense and defensive roster. So if Derek Carr was traded to Green Bay, which I hope he's not, and again, I always have to clarify this. I don't know why I clarify this all the time either, which is weird. I don't know why I do. Derek knows I like him. Derek knows I've had his back. Derek knows I'm a sports talk host. And Derek knows the number one topic in sports radio is Aaron Rodgers being traded potentially. Sorry, that's what I do. You know, that's what I do. If I was an accountant, if I was a lawyer, if I was a doctor, whatever I was, I'd have a different job requirement and I wouldn't have to do it. But what we're doing here is we're talking about a very, very serious topic that could have an adverse effect on the Raiders if they don't block. So, look, we don't, we don't have to get Aaron Rodgers here. I, I don't, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Washington football team, that's the greatest thing ever. Does anybody believe that Aaron Rodgers' new fiance and Aaron want to go to Washington, D.C. to play football? I don't. I don't at all. What else is open? The opening was set beautifully on draft day if Kyle Shanahan wanted to pull the trigger and bring Aaron Rodgers to Santa Clara. That was the move. Aaron Rodgers made it clear. He was very serious. And we looked at the whole thing, and we said, you know, on draft day, I was on with Lincoln and Eric Allen, and we opened up the show saying, well, what are the odds of this happening? Not good, but can you see a trade happening? And we weren't talking about Denver at all. We were talking about San Francisco because San Francisco had the number three pick. So San Francisco could have took Trey Lance. Excuse me, the, the Green Bay could have took Trey Lance. They could have told Jordan Love, go kick rocks, you're good. We like you, but we got Trey Lance, which wouldn't be the end of the world. And then they would have got more players from the 49ers, and the 49ers would have got Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anybody in the Raider Nation would have had a problem with that, even though Raider fans don't like the Niners. He wouldn't have been in the division with the silver and black. Now all I'm wondering is about the division. That's it. That's all I'm, that's all I'm looking at is the division. 
and the potential for Aaron Rodgers to be in the division. And the real two chances for Aaron Rodgers to be in the AFC West is Denver and the Raiders. And everybody's talking about it. Everybody is talking about it. So we're going to talk about it because we're the flagship station for the Raiders. And that's the minimum what we do. And, oh, by the way, I love the topic. I love the topic because the topic makes a lot of sense to me. The blockade of Denver. You do that all the time. You know, in football, you make military analogies all the time. In the trenches. Where does that come from? Trench warfare. The air battle. Throwing it. The ground game. All comes from military. Well, the, what I'm using this now is a blockade. If you had an opportunity to block Denver from being relevant for three to four years and winning another Super Bowl, let alone winning in the AFC West, you would all do it. You would all do it. You know the importance of it. The good news is if it doesn't happen, just keep Aaron Rodgers out of the AFC West and we talk Derek Carr as long as you want because I think Derek Carr is a Super Bowl winning capable quarterback. And I think you do too. I know there are Raider fans that are hard on Derek and don't think he can win a Super Bowl. How dare you? How dare you knowing the support he had on the defensive side the last few years? How dare you? He's done everything right. Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl. Jeff Hostetler won the Super Bowl for the Giants. You can go down the list. Brad Johnson won the Super Bowl for Tampa Bay. Derek is in the conversation as a Super Bowl quarterback, but his defense has got to be comparable with the offense. Gangster Raider up next. Okay, we got our guest. Carmen Cavelli, kind enough to join us, an original Raider of 1960. Carmen, thanks so much for your time. I hope you're doing well. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for the opportunity to be one of the original Raiders. Yeah, tell me about that. What does that mean to you, the 1960 inaugural season? Tell us the backstory on, on how you ended up on the roster. Well, how, how I ended up was, uh, as you may know or you may not know, Minnesota was uh, coming into the league, and I was drafted along with some other guys to go to Minnesota. And when Minnesota decided not to come because they were going to get a franchise by the NFL, so they would give them a franchise if they didn't go into the AFL. So uh, some of us got put in a pool again, and the Raiders picked me uh, as a number one, believe it or not. I yeah. think that was the way it worked out. And uh, I got an opportunity. In the meantime, Buffalo said that they had my opportunity. But uh, I, I, I heard from the Raiders that I was uh, their property. So that's how it happened. But uh, today... Uh, I feel I feel privileged that I was an original Raider. Although I got hurt right away at, at the second game, the second game, the first game of the next season, I didn't play that long. But uh, I, I started every game in uh, 1960 for the Raiders. That's an with, amazing uh, accomplishment. Along with Charlie Powell, and mm-hmm. uh, we we had a decent run, not not a great run, but a decent run, and. Uh, I I I'll always uh, I always imagined that was a a lifetime achievement for me, coming from a small school like the University of Richmond, and uh, competing against guys from Notre Dame and and uh, Wisconsin and Texas, and I'm sitting in the stands with all these guys with a number on your helmet, saying, "What the heck am I doing here?" And uh, once we got on the field, I felt like. Uh, 
all these guys put their pants on the same way I do, one leg at a time. So, you know, we got on the field. We did a lot of drills. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt like uh, I could compete with anybody on the drills and the hitting. And, that, and the, the thought of me making a team came to my mind right away. And uh, I got pretty friendly with a guy named Jim Otto. Sure. <laughs> and Jim at the time was a 225 center out of Miami. And he says, you know, Carmen, we can make this team. All we got to do is play every day and play like it means something to us. And uh, that's the way I took that that uh, that year, mm-hmm. you know, coming all the way from Philadelphia, University of Richmond, and down in California. So awesome. it was a, a memorable. Go ahead. Yeah, it's very memorable. Carmen Cavalli joins us, an original Raider, 1960 defensive end. And, Carmen, on that team, Jim Otto is obviously in the Hall of Fame, and you got the news about – Coach Tom Flores, who was the quarterback on that initial 1960 inaugural season, what did you think about that when you heard the news on Coach Flores? I thought it was very deserving. He, he's a he's a heck of a guy, a heck of a coach, and I, I still keep a letter that I sent to him the, the first time that the Raiders played the Philadelphia Eagles and, uh, you know, wishing him all the best. You know, I was with the Eagles for a short time, too, so – but it's my hometown, but I, I'm a Raider born and a Raider bred. And I said, when I die, I'll be a Raider dick. Well, that's so, great because this is a big deal because being an original Raider and then what happened after your injury, this is something that you go back to, I'm sure, with your family and your friends and a high honor here to see the Raiders, the success they had in Oakland, Los Angeles, and now they're in Las Vegas. When you got the word that they were coming out to Vegas, the entertainment capital, did that take a little while for that to sink in that the Raiders were moving again? Yeah, it did. You know, at first, you know, I was speculating that it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen, but it had happened. I can remember real quick. I can remember my wife and I going to a Raider game in 1980, I guess it was, when when the Raiders were uh, coming from L.A. And we were at an Oakland game. The, uh, in fact, they were, the uh, people from uh, Los Angeles were sitting at a bar with us, and we were talking to this guy, and, he, and I said, you came all the way from L.A. to see an Oakland Raider game? He says, yeah, I did. And you know, I introduced myself, and I said, you know, Carmen, Oakland is where the Raiders belong. And I, although I was a season ticket holder in L.A., the Raiders is where the football team belongs. So I, I, it was good to hear. But uh, now I'm glad. I'm glad they got good. a new home. And I'm glad that, the, you know, the Davis family is running the team. I, I, never, I remember meeting Al Davis. Real quick story, I was at the first uh, Super Bowl game that the Raiders were in. I guess it was 67, 68. Yeah, Super Bowl two. yeah. Yes, and uh, I wasn't with the team, but I was in Miami. And I called Jim. I said, Jim, Jim Otto, I said, Jim, I said, my friend here, uh, Bob Travellini and myself, would like to go to game. You think he can get us tickets or get us? And he says, you meet me at the the stadium. I'll talk to Mr. Davis. So we got to the stadium. I told Jim I was there. He sent somebody out. 
And the guy says, uh, uh, Jim Otto wants to see you right away. So he took us both in. In fact, uh, Bob Travellini was the trainer for the Denver uh, NBA team. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to make a long story short, he says, Al Davis wants you and your friend to have pregame meal with us and follow the team into the stadium. And wow. That was awesome. That was Oh, my awesome. God. I said, what a story. I, I, it's, it's never left me, you know. <laughs> my, my buddy passed away not too long ago. But anyway, he said, Carmen, this is unbelievable. We're at the first Raiders Super Bowl, and they were eating and and uh, walking into the stadium and staying on the sideline with the team. This is unbelievable. Incredible. Going up against Lombardi and the Packers. Yeah. Hey, Carmen, I know you got a birthday coming up here in June. I guess you'll be 84 years old. Tell everybody what you're doing we're, now. Well, right now we're in a, 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 a retirement village, and okay. I play golf. I still play golf uh, nine to 12 holes every two weeks. And uh, my wife and I do a little traveling. We, I got a grandson that plays baseball close by. We go to all his high school games. And uh, other than that, uh, we have a lot of people down in Nashville, Tennessee, and we go mm-hmm. do a little travel and take a little ride to see them once in a while. But we used to go away for the winter as snowbirds mm-hmm. down to Destin, Florida. I don't know if you know yeah. where that is in the panhandle. And this year we decided to pack it in and just, you know, go see the ball games. And good for a, you. Yeah. So it, it was good. It Excellent. Was good. Well, let, let me wrap it up by saying it's an honor in my position to talk to a 1960 original Raider like yourself who went on to have a great life and great family we hope to see you, and you can make a trip out here to Vegas so we can honor you in Las Vegas when the season opens up or down the road whenever your schedule permits. Thanks for doing this, Carmen. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and an honor. It's my honor. Thank you. Carmen Cavalli, going to be 84 years old, an original Raider. How about that story? Jim Otto says, hold on, and Jim Otto slides him into the Super Bowl where they eat with the team and come out on the field with the team, and Mr. Davis lets him watch the game on the sideline at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl two, which Fred Bolitnikoff played in. I was with Fred the last three days up north at his tournament. Fred Bolitnikoff was in Super Bowl two. They lost that game, and then Fred won Super Bowl eleven. Think of all the games that Fred played in between with those great players. Incredible. All right, you know we have those interviews booked every Wednesday. I really hope you enjoy them because Carmen... Cavalli is an original Raider from 1960, and there are not many left. What an honor to talk to him. When we come back, more on the signing of Casey Hayward and what it means for the Raiders going forward and the sense of optimism from the Raider Nation and the callers and the fans to a team that's been very busy on the defensive side. Will it be enough to get the Raiders over the hump? Salmonash, SalmonashLaw.com, because you deserve what's right if you get in an accident. Only one group, Sam and Ash, SamandAshLaw.com. Let's face it, we haven't rushed the quarterback and we haven't turned the football over. 
I mean, those are two things if you want to be a good defense you have to do. We have not done it, and we think these three guys can help us do it. Mike Mayock, very active. Give him a lot of credit. Hopefully we'll have Mike Mayock, Coach Gruden on. Raiders are reaching out to me. We're lining up these times coming up. JT, back with you on a beautiful Cinco de Mayo as we get going. Next week, next Thursday, I'm flying back to New York. First time in a year and a half to see my mom and dad. I'm a godfather and a holy communion, and I'm going to see some family that I haven't seen in a long, long time. I had a change of flight. A little bit of advice to everyone. If you have to change an airline ticket or if you have to buy an airline ticket, get ready, man. Hour and 40-minute waits. Oh, service. I was on the phone today in New Delhi, India, trying to figure this out. Incredible how difficult it is to fly. I, I wasn't aware. I, I thought you think some of the planes are going to be empty. You can get on a flight, go anywhere you want. Good luck. Book in advance. Things are heating up as we speak. Let's keep going on with the phone calls. Gangster Raider up next. Appreciate it. Go ahead. Hey, what's happening, JT? Doing well. What's happening? All right. Yeah, I want to talk about the um, Casey thing. I, Casey Heller pick. I mean, pick mm-hmm. draft. I mean, signing. I think that's a good thing because, like you said, he's better than any cornerback we have right now. And I don't know why everybody was clamoring for Richard Sherman because Richard Sherman can't play quarterback anymore. I mean, cornerback anymore. If anything, he has to play safety, and I don't think he'll be even that good in, in that position. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why everybody was clamoring for um, Richard Sherman. I'm much more happy with um, the Casey Hayward. I mean, the Casey Sywood signing, and also um, in the draft as um, far as I wanted Mika Parsons, but. I wasn't willing to trade up for him. So as far as Dallas trading up for him, let him have him because he has some red flags. And, you know, people that go to Dallas, them, red, them yellow flags turn to red flags. So I think he might be another Alden Smith that we might have, we may have avoided, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they say Dallas Cowboys is an accident waiting to happen. So he went with them. It might save us some um, stress and strife, like another Alden Smith or something like that. But I like the Casey um, pickup. And I also like the fact that we got Leatherwood. I don't care whether it came the first pick or the second pick. We needed a guard. We got him, and we got the safety. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm more excited about what they did in this draft than the last draft. So that's what I feel about it. And I think we're on the um, right page. And as far as the Aaron Rodgers thing, I would trade Carr and Mariota and our um, next two or three first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? And throw in a player. Any other player except um, Jacobs and Waller and um, Renfro. Anybody else? Throw in it too to make it happen. Um, Carr, Mariota, two first-round picks, maybe three, and uh, another player. Anybody except Waller and Jacobs and um, and uh, Renfro. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. You know, look, if, you, if the Raiders were going to make a move – if they were going to make a move for Aaron Rodgers, they'd have to give up a boatload to get him. They'd have to give up a boatload to get him, and I think most Raider fans wouldn't have a problem with the return, what they would have to give up to get Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. And I don't know anybody who's not open to that conversation. The Raiders are always open to that conversation, always open to that conversation. But Derek, Derek's in his wheelhouse right now. Derek's in his wheelhouse right now. And Derek should be good for a number of really good years here. Jim Trotter, who is always on Raiders Radio, you hear him all the time. 
He's making a lot of noise today because he's hitting the Raiders pretty hard. Jim Trotter from NFL Media, three years after John Gruden's return, Raiders still spinning their wheels. And this comes from a Hall of Fame voter and a highly respected guy. So Jim Trotter is out there hammering away, and I have a lot of respect for him. But this is making news today. As he says, the other thing I didn't mention about these Raiders, teams under Gruden, they've completely fallen apart in mid-November the past few years. From 6-4 and four to 7-9 and nine two years ago, and 6-3 and three to 8-8 eight and eight last year. And we're all aware of that here in Vegas. And the time has come to turn it all around.